Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And Jake, I am. Oh, Jake, I am. Iron Eyes Jake. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to, well, I mean, every week I'm trying a different inflection. Yeah. But today I just changed up the I am Jake to Jake, I am. Jake, I am. Mm-hmm. Friggin' Yoda. <laughs> Cannot do that voice, although I wish I could. You could I'm, do it. I'm very jealous of people who can do accents or impersonations because mm. I can't do I can't do any of that. I don't care too much about it, like impressions, but mm-hmm. accents are cool. Accents are cool. Yeah. Carter, who was on our podcast a couple weeks ago, he yeah. uh, he can do a, an incredibly good Australian accent. Oh, yeah. See, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I see. I wish you could do stuff like that. Uh, how are you? I'm well. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's been a it's been a fast week. I feel like I was just here. I we were talking you, about that. Yeah, I just texted you last night, and I was like, just to check in nine thirty, even though it's kind of like f- just a formality, right? Because we always record at this I mean, time. Thanks for the reminder. And then you're like, it's Thursday already, and I was like, I know it doesn't even feel like Thursday. I had to remind myself to like text you because I almost kind of like yeah spaced it. So it's it's been crazy, crazy week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really hasn't been that crazy, but it just flew. One thing I was talking to Jen about is like the fires and the smoke. Mm-hmm. It's all that anyone was talking talking about, considering about living through. Mm-hmm. Started raining, gone. Yeah, instantly gone. It wasn't like it, we phased <laughs> out of the smoke. Nope. Like it, it, it went from literally like a 500 air quality yeah. to five Yeah. overnight. Yeah. Which was amazing. I'm glad we got out of it quickly, right. but uh, it was just it. It was just been a weird shock. Like this last couple of weeks have been the, probably the hardest weeks for COVID for me, yeah. and just in terms of like live like being able to go about your daily activities. Right. Obviously, I've had so much more turmoil. Uh, yeah, but it's like is COVID didn't really keep me in my house, right? Because even when I I mean, I did practice social distancing and try not to be around people, but I was out doing stuff out right. like hiking and stuff like that and doing my photography. But this was like the first time where I had to like be stuck in the house. So yeah. that that kind of sucked. Yeah. But you had a birthday. I did have a birthday yeah. on this week. It was on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me. Well, you had to work. You had to sit in traffic apocalypse, and I'm sure that affected your job a lot. I didn't have to sit in it, which was awesome. I don't. Okay. The traffic getting to work. Okay, so for those who don't know, maybe you don't live in Washington or Southwest Washington or Portland. Uh, there's a bridge connecting Washington and uh, Portland. It's the I-5 bridge. Um, it's it's a choke point for traffic, mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah, this bridge was built back in like the 30s, and it was not meant. to to handle the amount of traffic that Vancouver and Portland have. Right. So they're doing a bunch of maintenance on one side. So they've directed all the traffic. Have you gone over it? Uh Uh-huh. I go over it every morning. Yeah. So they've directed all the traffic onto one side of the bridge and they've split the lanes. Have you seen how they move the barricade? Mm -hmm. That zipper? Yeah, that zipper thing. That thing's impressive. Yeah, it can move all of those, like, those concrete pieces. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um... But no, I mean, it, it hasn't affected me personally, but it's affected the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took three drivers, two hours, two hours plus to get back from Vancouver yesterday. Oh, my God. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. That would be so terrible sitting in those big rigs like in traffic. And those are and that's those are that's hours wasted. Mm-hmm. Right. That's hours of not having things. Not none. No production. Yeah. It's uh. so Monday was awesome. 
Yeah, I can imagine that that sucked to have to work with on your birthday because that was like your first day having to deal with it. Yes, yes, it was. And then, like, you know, what's so funny is a driver was heading southbound and it was on one lane. Day one, it's technically day one of a work week on this on this huge I five bridge project. Mm-hmm. And there was an accident, four cars in front of him. So he had to wait for a tow truck to back all the way down oh, I five. My God, to move two cars. Oh, I knew there was a. I knew there was an accident on Monday, but that sucks. That he it was happened. right there, really, like two cars behind. What him. kind of accident was it? Did Someone just smashed like a sports car rear-ended a taxi. <laughs> How are you going that fast uh, th- on their phone? Not paying attention? Uh, something? Yeah, yeah. In, in that traffic, the way that they're redirecting everything and stuff, you have to be focused mm-hmm. going through that area. Yeah, it's freaky. It's weird, like. Southbound until like noon is wide open. Like I did fifty mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. the bridge yesterday, going south. Yeah, but then coming home when I got off at three, I got because I worked nine to three yesterday. Ooh. But I got off at three. I decided to not, not try to sit in traffic because when I get off at seven, traffic is still really bad. Trying to right. get on I five north at, so then I just go two o five and come down fourteen. At least I'm not sitting in traffic, but yes. it's probably equal time. But it's it's better to be. You feel um, like you're moving. You feel like you're moving. Right. It's a lot well, better. Well, you are moving, but yeah. yeah. It's just like you feel like you're making progress instead of going, yes. mm, 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 stop, go. Um, yesterday, I was like, well, I'm just going to try to go 205 at 3. Dude is back all the way Marine Drive, 122nd, Airport Way. It took me. So like, when I looked, because uh, I always keep the traffic up, mm-hmm. accidents all over the 205 entrances and the I-5 entrances yesterday. Accidents? Yes. Oh, my God. Of so course. So that doesn't help anybody. No, it's just, dude, pay attention <laughs> for, like, 20 minutes. Just get off your phones for 20 yeah. minutes so yeah. you don't F up everybody's day. And it, it screws everybody. It does. Um, so, I mean, as the weeks progress, dealing with that has been, I mean, it's been pretty rough out there for a yeah, while. Yeah, but thankfully I only got a couple more days of it. Yeah. Um, birthday day was, I mean, okay. So this is something I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. I, you weren't expecting this, and we'll get to the birthday weekend. Okay. And discuss a little bit in a second. But um, So, oh, man, how long has it been? Maybe four weeks, five weeks? It's been about a little over a month. Um, I've talked to you a little bit about like just having anxiety mm-hmm. and like being really anxious and, um, with, with adoption stuff and, and foster care stuff mm-hmm. and four years of infertility and school and work and hating my job. It, it's just been, it's been so much on me and I've been having like I was having like days where there would be like really like tight tension in my chest and it would scare the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jen was like, look, dude, you have, you always such an advocate for everybody else saying, Hey man, like maybe you should go get yourself checked out. Why don't you go get yourself checked out? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm good, dude. I don't need it. And she's <laughs> like, dude, that what if everybody you're helping support said the same thing? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I go to the doctor and Jen was like, you know, if they give you a medication, we'll talk about the medication. If they have some like other ways for you to manage mm-hmm. anxiety or whatever's going on, um, then we'll talk about that also. And it's funny because I was like, I don't, I don't want to get put on a medication, which is the same thing everybody says and mm-hmm. feels. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I'm I like, fought it forever. And so did Jen. And I'm just like, no, look, I mean, if it's gonna help you, why wouldn't you just take it instead of like living through the 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 difficulties mm-hmm. 
But when it comes to me, yeah. I'm like, I don't need anything. So prior, uh, so I'm going to get to the doctor's mm-hmm. appointment, but I went to, um, there was a birthday party in the family and we were all outside social distancing. It was a really cool way that they set it mm-hmm. all up. And um, I don't remember how it got brought up, but um, my sister-in-law had like mentioned in passing She's like, it's kind of been a long time since I've like seen you smile and laugh, Jeff. And I like looked at Jen like, whoa. And she was like, see, I told you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, okay. And she's like, is everything okay? And then we, then I told her about my doctor's visit. So now I'll talk, mm-hmm. discuss my doctor's visit. So I go to the doctor and I'm talking to her about kind of like, how I've been feeling, the stressors, you know. And she's like, when did this all kind of like escalate? And I told her that it really got bad when Dexter died. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, well, kind of tell me, you know, what you, I, you know, I talked about the tension and the anxiety. And then I was just like, you know, sometimes I will, uh, I'll, uh, it'll all just build up and then I'll like snap. And I'll just be like, it's something will piss me off and I'll just be like, just stop, just stop talking to me. And she's like, okay, okay. And she goes, uh, so I'm not generalizing, Jeff. I just, I'm, this is just from what I've seen. She goes, that snapping that you're talking about. She goes, I see that a lot of time in men with depression. And I was like, what? And she's like, think about it, Jeff. I mean, everything that you've gone through, maybe you have a little depression. And then I started thinking about my family history and it's all over my Mm -hmm. family. And I'm like, huh? Okay. She's like, do you want to try an antidepressant? And I was like, well, I mean, I also haven't been playing basketball either. So, I mean, maybe I just need physical activity. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, I mean, do you want to try it? And I was like, Look. And she's like, okay. I mean, it could be that. Yeah, of course. But it's probably this. <laughs> she's like, that would definitely this. help, Jeff. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about trying this? And I was like, look, if I'm going to tell everybody else, like, try it. I'm going to try it. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because tomorrow I have an appointment to a, a re-evaluation uh, with her sure. to talk about how it's mm-hmm. been. And I've been, you know, the first few days of it, it's hard mm-hmm. to tell, like, am I changing, am I not? You're not going to know in the first few days. But it's been weeks now. And my ability to just manage my emotions Mm -hmm. and thoughts better has been completely different. Yeah. I, I got frustrated like once or twice and kind of snapped at Jen and immediately just said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, I'm sorry for that. I don't, I don't know why I did that immediately. Mm -hmm. Just so it's just like, and then just like going through things like at work, work is such a stressful, like bummer place to be. But now I'm just like, like, I'm not going to stress about it. It's mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to let it get to me. Like, there's so many th- good things in life. And I just, I, I do feel different. Mm-hmm. And I do feel better. Yeah. Um, I was always worried about, like, just being this, like, monotone robot on this on this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Which is which is a fear. Um, and I don't, I don't feel like that. I feel like I'm, I'm, my ability to manage from going too high or too low is, like, I mean, obviously, I'm not preventing myself mm-hmm. from going too high, but like those lows, I'm just like, 
Like it's it it could like that's not something to stress about. And one thing they were talking about is like you know my mom. I had a conversation with my mom after my first appointment. Is as she was describing some of the things that she deals with, which were the same exact things that I deal with. So like you could knock over a lamp and it could shatter, mm-hmm. and I'd just be like, ah, it's all right. We'll just buy a new lamp. Like it's not going to bother me. But spilling a cup of milk, I would freak out about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something smaller would mm-hmm. really trigger me. Now it's like, meh. We'll be all right. It's cool. It's chill. So, um, just for my own mental health, I made some decisions and I feel like it's helped more and hopefully enough to where my sister-in-law says, Hey, I've seen you smile more. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that bummed me out, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that. She, that somebody else noticed, like it's been a while since I've seen you smile and it's like, damn dude. Um, 34, I feel like, has a lot of good things coming. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that, yeah. Jeff. I'm so glad yeah. that you're in that mental space and that you had the courage to go and actually... Um, because it is courage. I mean, it that's the right word. It is. It does take... It does take courage to go and admit that you, like, you need help and to get on medication. It's scary. And I it think is. that's part of the reasons why I think that's one of the underlying causes why we all fight it is because it's scary and you don't know what to expect. Like you, like you know how to navigate your world well enough that you can survive without yes. it. Right. And yes. then, so you're worried about when you take medication that it's going to alter your, mm-hmm. alter you. Right. And it's just, that's scary because it's an unknown. Mm-hmm. And then you realize like, why haven't I get on? Why didn't I, why didn't I? And then you, you think like, man, why didn't I get on this earlier? Because it does, like it really does help you your ability to to manage yeah um and it's 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 balancing medication and tools for sure and i'm i'm just well one thank you for sharing yeah it's uh you would you would message you had messaged me a couple weeks ago when you had first gotten on Mm -hmm. them and said that you had started antidepressants and then you know we i've given you your i've given you your space because it's a personal thing and you're going to talk about it when you're ready to talk about it so i'm glad that you're ready to talk about it and so thank you for sharing that and uh it it means a lot that you trusted me then and then um of course and then you um you continue to trust me so i really appreciate that and i'm so glad to hear that everything is working out for the better and then Mm -hmm. that you're hopeful because being hopeful is such a emotion that you lose during when you're depressed, like you lose that ability to feel hope, you know, hopeful. Right. So having the fact that you can look at 34 and be hopeful for 34 is such an amazing progress. And I'm, I'm really, really just so happy. Uh, and, um, and thankful for the people in your life that were able to push you in the right direction, um, to get the help that you needed. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just really, really happy for you. Well, thank you. Um, there was a, I posted something like a, a Nelson Mandela quote the other day mm-hmm. uh, about like something I can't remember. I couldn't find it just now, but um, making decisions on hope and not fear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that changes a lot of things yeah. if you're thinking in that, in that mindset. Um, so additional to, I just feel like more, I don't know. It, it's just like maybe it is just hope is the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I never thought that like 
oh, dude, I might be depressed. <laughs> like, it, it's yeah. just not a feeling mm-hmm. that I thought, like, oh, this might be what's going on. But if you look at the bigger picture of everything that's happening, like, mm-hmm. dude, of course. Like, how how have you not thought that first? Um, There's been times when I, I, I have thought that. I didn't want to say anything. It yeah, was in yeah. my place. But right. it's like. There's like a lot of the music that you listen to, like mm-hmm. they talk about, talk about depression, right. especially Blink. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you have to kind of resonate, be able to resonate with those lyrics. Yeah. Like you have to, and the only way you can actually resonate them is knowing what depression feels like. Right. And even if you hadn't named it and become conscious that you were experiencing it. Right. I was, I was, for me, there was a couple of times I'm thinking like, I mean, maybe, you know, Jeff does have some yeah. depression. So <laughs> who knew? Yeah. Who knew? I mean, it's. <laughs> Like I would say welcome to the club, but it's not, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, man. it's not really, but it, it is in a way, one of my therapists uh, did talk about it. It's like you, when you open and you talk about it and you realize that there are so when you're like you talking with your mom and you realize there's so much shared experience yeah. there and that one naming it, yeah, being able to name it and then become conscious of it yeah. gives you power over it. I think it, that changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then two, um, finding shared experiences with people helps mm-hmm. cope as well. For sure. So talking about this is such an important issue. Yeah, so, and I think I, and so. so I'm glad that you're also talking about it. Well, too. Yeah. So. Um, and so, so on my birthday weekend, uh, I uh, hope, right. Is, is kind of the theme of like where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like, if I can do this, if I can be open to this, like, let's just try things like the world. Life is so short. Like, let's just go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen was like, hey, so I've been looking at... Uh, so Jen hates swimming. I'm a fish. I love being in the water. Mm-hmm. So she books us some lanes at the Marshall Center. Oh, that's what you guys have been doing. Yeah. There. Okay. So she booked us two lanes at the Marshall Center I was going to ask Saturday. you about that because I noticed you've checked in at Marshall Center yeah. a couple of times and I was like, oh, I wonder what they're doing there. Yeah. I figured you were working out in some, some aspect, yeah. but it's swimming, which is... That's such a good workout. Dude. Uh, I just swimming kicks your ass. I just we just swam for an hour and then we did it on Tuesday awesome. and we're doing it on Saturday. Really? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So it's just it's it's all it's not just a way to like exercise, but it's like you know, I'm I'm really paying attention to my thoughts more. Mm-hmm. And when you're swimming, you're focused on breathing and you're focused on, you know, your movements and you mm. you also have time like to focus on like life. You, there are some, I'm thinking about my day to day and everything that's going on in life. But for the most part, it kind of takes you out of it when you're every now and then when you're focusing on, on the technique of swimming yeah. when you're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I mean, and, and even just exercising, right. Mm-hmm. And then exercising with your partner and you're looking over and you're like, dude, I can't believe we're here right now. Just swimming. Yeah. It just, it just changes. And then afterwards I'm in a good mood. And then we're like, now we have a tradition where we go and get like little bagel sandwiches afterwards. Mm. And like, so that, I mean, we did that Saturday and then Sunday. Um, what else did we do Saturday? Oh, Saturday night. We just hung out and played Scrabble. And like, so, so this is something that's funny is I'm always like, I got to be in control. Let's do what I want to do. But lately I'm just like, Eh, I don't care. Like, what do you want to do, Jen? And letting Jen book things and do things has been awesome. Things that she's just like, hey, let's try this. I'm like, sure. She's like, let's try this. I'm like, sure. And it's ended up mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. Swimming was fun. Playing Scrabble. She's like, hey, I really want to play Scrabble and like buy a Scrabble board and, and play one night with you. And I was like, okay. So she ordered a Scrabble board and I told her to order the dictionary because I'm going to challenge everything mm-hmm. she does. And then... <laughs> um. <laughs> 
And and we played Scrabble Saturday night and watched uh, Big Brother and and then yeah I don't know sounds and like an amazing day it was, it was such a good day and then Saturday Sunday you know we wake up and uh, I can't remember what we did Sunday morning but um, my family my whole family came over my sister my niece um, not my whole family none of my step siblings came but we're also trying to limit things so like. Mm-hmm. Um, my, but my parents live with my sister and my niece. So everyone in that household came over, mm-hmm. um, my gra- my grandma, my mom, my dad, my sister, my niece, they all came over and, uh, I made dinner, which is Jen's like, why are you making your birthday dinner? And it's like, I don't know why I just like, let me cook. Like I like it. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a big spaghetti dinner. It was awesome. And then Jen, I love German chocolate cake and she made it from scratch. Mm-hmm. It was freaking awesome. Um, oh, my brother did come over too. My brother and his, his wife came over later with their daughters and, uh, it's just fun to have everybody over. Yeah. Um, and we just hung out and we, so this is one thing I wanted to talk about. We can transition into this. Um, I think, right. Yeah. So my birthday, we Mm -hmm. can, we can get into anything else you want to, but one thing I I thought was interesting. So my parents, uh, recently took a vacation Mm -hmm. where they, my mom was like, usually, you know, we'll, we'll book a few um, book nights here or book nights there or book nights there. And then we have to stay wherever that is. Right. So they booked for some reason, they booked a a hotel in Eugene a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and just stayed in Eugene and just like went around throughout Eugene and hung out and explored Eugene and then came home. That's weird to me, but whatever. Who the hell goes to just Eugene? Um, So they were like, my mom was like, you know what? Like, we're going to go on this trip and we're just going to go east. And we got one night booked and we're just going to book as we go. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. So they went to Coeur d'Alene and then they went out to Montana and then they went to uh, what's that freaking park? I'm thinking Glacier. No. Yellowstone? Yes. Okay. They drove through Yellowstone and then they went and randomly stayed in Wyoming somewhere. And I am so jealous of that trip. Dude, it's awesome. That's so cool. They just went for it. Mm-hmm. And then they're just driving around. And now they're talking about what they want to do is fly somewhere further mm-hmm. because half the journey is driving through like Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. That they already know. So now they want to fly somewhere out further and then just drive, get a rental mm-hmm. and then drive back. So everything's new exploration except for the, obviously when you get home in the Oregon. The last part of Oregon, yeah. yeah. So like that, that uh, you know, it's kind of spontaneous, right? Yeah. That's a kind of a fun adventure. But anyways, we're talking about it. We're talking about Trump country, right? And, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Wyoming. So one thing that I thought was interesting but also a little terrifying is, uh, and you can relate to this right after like certain events, but... They were telling me, so my, my dad has a bunch of guns and, and, and he, he likes his guns. Um, there was no ammunition to be found at all in all those states. Mm-hmm. East. Oh yeah. There, there, it doesn't exist. Like it, the shelves are bare everywhere. We get like a hundred calls a day asking for a nine millimeter. What is happening, dude? People just, ever since COVID hit, people have been mass buying ammo. Are they getting ready for November? I don't know what they're getting ready for. Originally, it was people panicked because yeah. they were worried about like massive rioting and looting right. uh, because the, like, there was going to be an economic collapse due to COVID, so you needed to protect your toilet paper. Then, um, it cal- I think that's still... 
I think that is still calming down. And I think it's just right now, it's just people now, I don't think people really think there's a threat necessarily, especially like Wyoming and Colorado. The people in Portland exploded because they were worried about Antifa. Right. The people in Wyoming and Colorado, I mean, unless you're like thinking Antifa is going to load up in some like a school bus and drive out. A caravan? A a caravan. Yeah, Yeah, there it is. Bringing that one back. (laughs) Jesus. All the fear tactics that this president uses. Anyway, um, my guess is that it's just like it's a it's psychological like you see it you buy it whether you need it or not because you don't know when you're going to see it again so it's like tragedy of the commons right if you had just been like you know i have ten thousand rounds of nine millimeter already (laughs) i don't need a couple more boxes i'll just let it go yeah well i'm here i might as well buy them because if i don't buy them somebody else is going to buy them yeah and it just starts like this like miniature arms race between all these individuals like just rounds that they're literally never, they're never, race. they were literally never going to shoot. Yeah. They're never going to shoot this amount of ammo, but they'll load up their garages with it, man. I talk to customers all the day, all the time. And 20,000 rounds is nothing for some of these people. They, wow. they have full armaments. Yeah. What they're ready for. I don't know, but you, you as like, I mean, I'm just saying like, there's a lot of, a lot of these people are like 50 plus. Mm hmm massively overweight there's a demographic there's a very demographic yeah and it's like what are you really going to do if quote shit hit the fan right or the government was coming for was is coming for your guns right with trained yeah people yeah with a massive asymmetry in arms and you've got your one nine budget nine millimeter in your budget ar what really are you going to do Spin him like a top. Nothing. Like, you, yeah. you're not James Bond. You're not a Navy SEAL. You're not anything. You're a person who has never trained a day in your life in a tactical situation. Right. Or a situation in which your life is legitimately, like, at in, in like, peril. Yeah. And you have to defend yourself. Like, you've never been in that. You don't know how you're going to react. No. Most of people freeze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get like one round off, and some, and then you get yeah. one round off, and the and then the mob or whoever, uh, whatever government agency is coming to take your guns is going to put an accurate round. Oh yeah, in They're your head. Sweep through, I mean, yeah. it's just like you're done. Yeah, I, it. You're far better off actually trying to, um, I don't know, protect your rights through the legislative in to the legislative process. Yeah, by voting and staying informed. Yeah, than you are. Well, I'll just I can protect my rights because I've got twenty thousand rounds. And if you're you, one individual, you're not pulling the trigger of twenty thousand rounds. You're not barricading in your home of 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 light drywall. Yeah, that a two two three round is going <laughs> to easily go through. Like you don't have anything to protect yourself with. Like right. legitimately, you don't have anything to protect no. yourself with. No, you're a sitting duck. Sorry, I, I, no, ahead. no worries. One thing I wanted to say was uh, if you're listening to the show and you're uh, uh you know. You listen often, and you're like, hmm, staying informed and, and learning. Um, once a month, Jake and I put together a show <laughs> called To the Republic on KXRW. Mm-hmm. I'm just being a cornball, <laughs> but um, no, it is it is something I'm proud of. So We put a lot of effort into yeah. that, and we've remained, honestly, I'm not really sure how we've remained as unbiased right. as we have. Right. We haven't had one, you and I shit on Trump. Every single week yep. in the, on this podcast, we—I don't think we've mentioned that guy's name more than once or yeah, twice. Yeah, I think it's once or twice. But other than that, it's—it's it's, we've very 
we're very educational. we're very educational and civics based. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the other thing I wanted to talk to you yeah. about. Uh, Trump's. Um, eventually, we'll get to this. Maybe maybe this week. Maybe next week. I don't know. But Trump's uh, patriotic education. Oh, initiative. God. They, that's some Nazi ass shit. Yeah. So before we get started yeah. on all the politics, yeah, stuff, yeah. I did bring your birthday present. Um, I've always felt this is always I'm nervous. This has always been, I've been a, nervous for this. This is something like, that I've always like night. kicked myself with because I just I'm always you're a great gift giver. You've given me some phenomenal birthday presents that Harry S. Truman bobblehead, which is sitting right here, is one of my absolute favorite possessions. Even it stays in the pod loft where it belongs. But I was like, showing that off to my grandma. Really? Yeah. I love that thing. Yeah. Like that cool. is so cool. I'm so glad that I own that. So anyway, um, I still will never get on your level, but I think I'm getting better. Okay. <laughs> kind of. Okay. I actually, <laughs> I thought ahead of, ahead of time. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm, I'm just, there's a couple things. Okay. A couple things. No. Yeah. I mean, dude, you got me that, that pen. I still have that pen. Like mm-hmm. you're a good gift giver. Stop it. I that mean, water bottle. I still use that water bottle. Okay. I mean, the, WSU, the, the WSU stuff was like, it was kind of cool. I'm definitely that pen. That was I wrapped this myself. I yeah. put it in a home goods bag. I saw. Yeah. That was something. Is there that multiple? I, there's multiple things. Oh, okay. So just. I'll start. Oh, dude. Come on. What is all this? Oh, no. What is all this? What is all this? Okay. Great so, wrap job, dude. Thank you. Jake. So. I knew, Jake. So I, I know Dexter, the whole thing with Dexter is something that that is so sweet. I'm not getting choky, dude. So this picture, um, if you don't know the history behind this photo, is that Jake. I was out taking photos. Um, that the is night beautiful. That you and Jen had to take down. Had to take. Had to put She's down cry, Dexter. Dude. And I, wow. I don't know how. Just in the fate or whatever. Oh shit. <laughs> Fate or whatever uh, yeah. happened to. I, I hit my shutter release the very second that you sent me the message that we're taking Dexter in. Yeah, and this is the photo that wow, came dude. from that. That's completely unedited. You, I know you didn't want it edited. No, so I know I don't like edited. So I just i i took it off my SD card. I that's beautiful. Printed it out. Um, I had these frames, so I think it, I don't know, it's... It's perfect. Thank you. No, I, thank you. That's amazing. So that's, yeah, that's, I know wow. you You said you wanted, you'd wanted the copy, so I thought I would just, uh, I thought I would just... This is next level next gift giving, dude. <laughs> this is more elite than a bobblehead. I don't know, that bobblehead's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Wow. And there's more? There's more. Why? Because you deserve it. Oh, stop it. All right. I don't want to, whatever this is, I don't want to tear it. So that got a little wrinkled. Oh, I love it. But I figured it could go in the pod loft. You might have to smooth. It, it came, it came like wrinkled. I was pissed. Where did I've been it come try- from? Redbubble. Oh, okay. But, um, I was trying to flat. I was trying to flatten it out. I'll flatten it out. Okay. I'll get it figured out. So this is a little poster. It says the creatures outside looked from pig to man and from man to pig and from pig to man again. But already it was impossible to say which was which. George it's fr- Orwell. It's from the it's from the book that we constantly talk about. Dude, so. this is awesome. This so is so rad. So it's Animal Farm. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's cool. I might try to frame that one too. Yeah, that's a weird size though. 
Is it? Yeah. What is this? And these are just a couple, just a couple stickers. I know. They, okay. I thought they were going to be bigger than what they were, but they ended up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, dude, love that. Yeah, it's the the check in. It's like the, a check in, uh, like you see on Instagram when mm-hmm. you show your location. It says Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. That's freaking rad. Love that. And then who watches the Watchmen, dude? So epic. I know. So I, I had to get like our two our two most the two things that we share the common and most that's like pop culture, yeah. which is Animal Farm and Watchmen. Oh, so and then rad. um and then Harry the, I I saw the Harry Potter thing. I had ordered I had ordered one for myself and I was like, I'm just gonna of order this? A, yeah, I'm just gonna order a second one. Because oh, so cool. I figured like you'd like that. So Perfect gifts, Jake. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so, so much. Freaking epic, dude. You're awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. So, wow. What do you want to, where do you want to go? I don't know, dude. My mind is blown. <laughs> okay. That picture is so, that frame is insane, dude. Yeah, they're, uh, I have like 10 of those. Why do you have 10 of those? Uh, because they're, I got them, uh, I don't know. They're just, I have a bunch of them. Okay. And they're just, as I take pictures that I like, I just put them in. Dude, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, um, dude, I don't know. We, you said we have a lot to talk about. The world is getting crazier and crazier that we're living in. Um, dude, I had a dream last night that it was (gasps) election night. I had a dream about you last night. Go ahead. Oh, so I could not get, I could, I kept waking up in panic Yeah. because I was literally having a dream where I was watching election returns and specifically watching Florida. And I I remember, I can vividly remember in my dream hitting refresh and watching bite like the number, the, the numbers like Biden would like get like a 6,000 vote lead and then <laughs> Trump would like, and then I can remember hitting refresh again and like Trump would make that up. And I'm just thinking like, oh, and I remember celebrating that like Biden had like this 10,000 vote lead. But then as like it got closer to like 100 percent, Trump was closed, like Trump was yeah. closing in. And I'm like, no, if he if he wins Florida, he has a legitimate shot at winning. And then the Arizona returns start coming in in my dream. And it, like, those are closer than anticipated. And I was like, nah, I just like kept waking up in a panic. Then I would fall back asleep and I'd get right back into that dream. And I'd be like, leave me alone, dream. <laughs> I was just it was awful. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just thinking, uh, Dimitri was like hey we should all get together and have a super bowl style uh election night and i'm just like dude i mean it would be fun mm-hmm. if biden wins <laughs> reminds me of that that um the snl cold open with uh chris rock and uh dave chappelle uh-huh. have you seen that one maybe so it's they're all sitting around the election there's like but there's like four uh it's like kate mckinnon yeah uh, okay uh kate mckinnon and a couple of the dudes and then uh les uh, i think it's i can't remember her name yeah. the, the brunette yeah and they're sitting there um, and they're talking about like, oh, I can't believe we're going to see the election of the first the first woman president. Yes, yeah. And then as stuff starts coming in and they're like, I can't believe this is happening. And then Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are like, what did you expect to happen? Like, yeah. America's racist. We knew anyway, this was going to happen. Was, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, that, I feel like that would be what our Super Bowl party was like. We'd be sitting around thinking there's no way Trump is going to win. Yeah. And then he does. Yeah. So it's almost like uh, with a. Um, Superstition, you know, with mm-hmm. the trailblazers and stuff. It's like if we gather, 
it, like it's like is that going to be what gets Biden to lose? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. There is that thought, which is a weird thought, mm-hmm. but it is something that I consider. So I don't know. It's terrifying, dude. Anyways, he, yeah, he's gaining momentum. Like ooh. he's by uh, Trump. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's making gains in in states like Arizona <laughs> and Florida, yeah. and I'm not really sure how. Me neither. It's yeah. Anyway, it's weird to me. I don't know how you're an undecided voter at this point. Like, what are you looking to decide? Like, what is your deciding factors? It's like stark yeah. contrast between these two people. It's yeah. not like there's like, oh well, you know, we've got some little policy differences. It's like the the difference between Biden yes. and Trump is so vast. Yeah. It's like, what are you looking to decide if the economy rebounds? Yeah. Like what? Like I don't. Whatever. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. What do no, you- no, I don't. I just don't know. I, I think you're right. Like, what is it? What? Is, and you're right. They're so different mm-hmm. because Biden's a socialist, Marxist, communist, something. And you just come to that rev- revelation a month before. Yeah, dude, I don't. The election, I don't like, I, I, I just, I don't get it. I honestly really hope that this silent majority is actually Biden supporters. Yeah, I don't know. I I told I told you to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. You should watch that movie. <clears throat> John Stewart wrote it and directed it. It's called mm-hmm. Irresistible with uh, Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. And and I love John Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um but he does such a good job at poking fun at both sides, but also mostly shedding light on like Democrats. Mm-hmm. And like kind of holding a mirror to them. It's it's a really really good movie. You should check it out. Yeah. Um, but there, one thing he talks about that, that's kind of a theme is just this elitist idea that uh, that comes from the Democrats. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there is a little bit of that. You know, my mom said driving through Wyoming, she's like, "Holy shit, Trump is gonna win." But it's Wyoming, and it's it's you know what I mean. You that's gotta, like that's like major Trump country. Like, but I mean, she, she's just like. There is no, you know, we talk about, and we've talked about this on the show a bunch, bunch of times. There isn't like outward representation of Biden. There aren't Biden flags on every truck like you see mm-hmm. with Trump. You saw one and you were like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not out there. It's not out there. So that's why I'm thinking and I'm hoping for that being the silent majority. Mm-hmm. Well, I just don't think like nobody looks at Biden and goes like, I'm excited to vote for him. That, I, I am. I mean, I okay, but are you excited to vote against Trump or are you excited to vote for Biden? As I'm a excited person? to vote for Biden as a person. Okay. In 16, I wanted Biden to run. I did too, and I am I'm excited for Biden because of his foreign policy acumen, because I'm a wonk. But the yeah. and I think he's a good person. Like yeah. I think he's a legitimately good person. But I think there's a lot of people who are voting for Biden because he's because he's not Trump. Right. And I think there's a lot of people who view Trump as a. I mean, Biden as a. Um, as damage control for sure. And is that enough to convince enough people to go to the polls? So I went and because the, <laughs> I, so I went and did research. Yeah, of course you did. And I was like, okay, what were the margins? The, so this will tell me, right? Like everybody talked about the reason why Trump lost the electoral college was because there was enough people who were not enamored enough with Hillary Clinton because she was such an unpopular person that they either wrote in another candidate or stayed home. Right. There was six over six million people voted for a non-party party affiliate candidate. 
Oh, wow. In 2016. That's a lot of votes, especially yeah. if you talk about the margins of victory for Trump in states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Florida. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones, those are the states that carried into a reelection. So I was like, okay, well, if Hillary Clinton, which was, it was, we all know 2016 was a very low voter turnout. Right. If we had, if you put in someone who was marginally more, even more, literally marginally more likable. Yeah. It doesn't have all of the baggage that Clinton has that Clinton had going in where there was questions about her emails and questions about Benghazi and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And not knowing what Trump was at the time, (laughs) you would have to assume that some, you take all that away. The, the, everybody knows what Trump is at this point. You have Biden who is a, who's a likable, more likable candidate than Hillary Clinton, who doesn't have the baggage Mm -hmm. that that is enough to make up the 0.7% difference mm. in Wisconsin. Right. Trump won with Trump won by 0.7% of the vote in right. Wisconsin. 0.7? He won Pennsylvania by the exact same margin. Wow. 0.7%. Yeah. He won Florida by 1.2% of the vote. Yeah. So you'd have to you'd have to think that even a the 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 Democrats that blue wave, which um, was you know that propelled the the House to go to flip blue and make up make up some of the gap in the Senate, right, has waned a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not as I think because of Biden, a lot of like the real progressives have kind of lost their momentum. Mm-hmm. But does that mean they've gone anywhere? Maybe yeah. they're not. Maybe they're not as excited about voting for Biden, but they're still going to vote. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, never count on young people. Yeah, but Hillary Clinton had such a low voter, like was not as popular with with my, with minorities as mm-hmm. Biden is, mm-hmm. especially in the black community. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to imagine, like, because the black turnout in Michigan was like at an all time low in 2016, you'd have to think that that's going to increase. For sure. In twenty, in enough to make up a 0.7 percent deficit, assuming that all things remain equal, that Trump mm-hmm. hasn't grown in support, which it, there's no polls that show that he has. I can't imagine he has. He's lost some support. There are people who voted for Trump because they thought that he wasn't Hillary Clinton, who are now not going to vote for right, him. Right. There are people who voted. Th- I know three people in my family who are the smartest people that I know, who wrote in third-party candidates oh. who are now voting for Biden. Okay. So you 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 attach, you try to extrapolate off of for that, sure. and you think that he, Biden can has the things in place yeah, to yeah, squeak yeah. out a small, like at least at minimum, a small victory. Yeah. But is a small victory enough to overcome a president who refuses to say that he would who refuses to commit to a peaceful transition of power yeah. someone who has said that the only way he's going to lose is because the there was a it was a fraudulent election mm-hmm. I don't know I was reading the other day by uh, uh Bernie is starting a campaign already like a preemptive campaign to counter his a- attempts to um leave peacefully mm-hmm. wow yeah 
That's scary. It's I, terrifying. I feel like we live in a failed state. This this is the shit that happens in like yeah. two big dictators, like dic- democracies in name only in Africa that that are, that are in Africa. Yeah, like this is the kind of crap that we that happens in those yeah. countries. We're, this doesn't happen. In, this doesn't happen in the United States, but yet it is. I mean, look at who we elected as president of the United States. Yeah, at you know he was just the 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 reality television guy mm-hmm. but look at what he's morphed into yeah there was an interview he did recently about climate change and she's like i mean like how can you deny that the climate change is real and he's like well there's scientists that say it isn't they say this they say that and she's like who who is they who are you talking about mm-hmm. and she's like i really wish you could go to greenland and just see the glaciers just melting and falling into the ocean raising the sea level and he's like how do we know that wouldn't happen and then she's like, naturally, without man's in- involvement. And she's like, dude, the scientists have the evidence. And he's like, look, look, I'm not a climate, I'm not a climate change denier, but essentially then immediately denies it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and she goes, you're denying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. He is when he was asked the question along the same lines of like this whole you're talking about this climate climate change uh interview yeah when when asked yesterday in his press conference like he wasn't asked would you accept the results of the election on election night yeah he wasn't asked would you concede on election night he was asked will you guarantee a peaceful transition of power should it come to that and he refused to guarantee that refused he would not answer that. He said he, there he, won't be a transition. There will mm-hmm. be a continuation of yeah. power. Yeah. If you are a person, you know, I don't know, maybe you you, uh, you are one of these right-wing people who is all about America and the Constitution and, you know, making sure that we have, a, we have our freedoms and we have a continuation of what makes America great. Um how are you not alarmed by that? How, how, how are you not alarmed? And the, 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 it's rhetorical because you don't really care about the continuation of our democracy, the stability of our, of our system. You care about maintaining power and you see Trump as a tool to maintaining your power and putting your boot on everybody who's not you. And you can use him. You feel like you can use him as a tool to get what you want. It's the same reason why, people you have all these evangelicals who think that they can somehow rail and rein in trump and use him as a tool to usher in some sort of theology into the united into the united states government so you can tell women what they can or can't do with their bodies so that you can i don't know put your make muslims feel marginalized make everybody who's not you uh feel less than so you can have some semblance of power in your mean in your meaningless otherwise meaningless lives that's what you care about. You don't care about the United States. You don't care about our civics. You don't care about our history. You don't care about anything other than the continuation of your own power. And you're willing to sell the rest of us in our country, this great experiment that is America, the flag, and every other major symbol that you like to hold up as meaningful. You are willing to literally flush that down, co-opt it, and then flush it down the toilet so that you can maintain power. You are exactly the monster that you say you're trying to fight. So F all of you. I'm Whoa. just done. With, I'm done with it. You cannot support the Constitution and continue to support President Donald Trump. What a Trump. beautiful quote right there. 
You are exactly the monster you're trying to defeat or prevent. Mm -hmm. That's that couldn't be more true. That could not be more true. And they don't see it. This week, we lost an absolute patriot and service, like someone who has dedicated their life to upholding the Constitution mm-hmm. with the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And for those who have listened to this show, no, I love I love reading about constitutional law and, and the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And I've watched documentaries on Ruth and... Her passing just bummed me out, dude. It was, it was a gut punch. Yeah. When I, you guys had messaged me beforehand. I was not re. I wasn't. <laughs> we have a you, me, and you, you CJ, and I, uh, CJ, who's um, Jen's cousin. Yep. Is who's been on our podcast multiple times. One of my my absolute favorite guest. Uh, he. We have a group chat. And you guys had sent that Ruth had Ruth Bader Ginsburg had passed, um, and then I send you a message that said like a couple hours later that said, "Hey, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed," and you're like, "Yeah, dude, get with the times." Yeah, we've been um, talking about it for like <laughs> half hour. But I, I just, dude, when I got that update, I was just I was scrolling through Twitter and something that said something about the Supreme Court vacancy, and I was like, "The fuck? There's no Supreme Court vacancy," and I was like, "Oh no." Yeah. I was like, oh, no. And then I went and typed in Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and then I saw that she passed. And I was yeah. like, oh, just the passing of such a great woman yeah. is is, tra- is tragic. So here's, here's an exchange that I had that day. Mm-hmm. Trump supporter comes in. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's sending me all these memes about her dying. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, that's phenomenal. Um, like, uh, I don't know if you know this now, but the Supreme Court is ruthless. I'm not even going to respond to that. Yeah. One. That's the kind of shit he's sending me. And I don't even respond. I don't even answer. He comes in and he's like, hey, <clears throat> uh, so that weirdo died. And I go. That weirdo? Yeah. I go. Oh, how about the guy that I don't know um, date raped uh, a woman in high school and then is now <laughs> sitting on the Supreme Court? How about that weirdo? I go. What? What weirdo is that? You know, I'm playing it dumb, mm-hmm. and he's like uh, uh, Ginsburg or whatever, and I'm like, why? Why is she a weirdo? And he's like, well, because she's a liberal, and I go, oh, what makes her a liberal? And he was like. What do you mean? And I go, well, why do you say she's a liberal? <clears throat> and he's like, well, isn't she? And I was like, I don't know. Do you think that women should have equal opportunity and equal rights in the workplace? Does that, is that liberalism? Well, no. And I go, do you know the case of Califino and Gold, Goldfarb where she defended a man whose wife died? He was a widower and he... um. He applied for Social Security benefits because his wife had paid into Social Security Mm -hmm. and he was denied because he was a man at the time. So she represented him another gender or another gender opportunity and to fight for gender equality. Mm -hmm. She also fought for men to have those benefits from Social Security, Mm -hmm. defended him and won and changed the law. Is that is that a liberal thing? 
dude, I just broke this dude down. He ran from the conversation. He's like, okay, I'm out. I just chipped away at him. I'm like, is this being a liberal? Is that being a liberal? Because to me, it sounds like she's made this country a better place. Mm-hmm. Not just for women, but for also you. Mm-hmm. I go, what if your wife died? You would not have the benefits of Social Security if you needed it without her representing a man in that court. And he was just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he, he was like, he, he had this moment of cognitive dissonance. Oh, yeah. And then he probably, when he got alone, he sat there and then he just like convinced himself that what he heard wasn't real. And he's like, well, I, because their identity is Trump. Their identity yeah. is, um, their identity is the boxes that they have had checked for them. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, Trump's going to fill the seat. I'm like, well, how's that worked for him so far? Because the two he's put in there are not his lackeys. They may, they may have some – they're not voting 100% for him in, in the way that he would assume that they would have. Mm-hmm. Then we get into a conversation of lifetime appointee, and which I think, I think is great. Yeah, it's necessary. And I feel like as soon as you put on that jacket, it's like I, whatever your politics are, they don't matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The president who nominated you, it doesn't matter anymore because regardless, I'm in the seat now. Yeah. And I have a responsibility to make judgments that are founded and based on my interpretation of the Constitution, mm-hmm. not because Donald Trump says A, B, or C. Yeah. Well, there's people who are worried about, well, what they'll think that they owe something to the president. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe somebody has that little moral fortitude. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like Gor- at least Gorsuch has. Right. Uh, I don't. I, Kavanaugh has had so few right. um, cases so far. It's hard to know. Right. Um, but the yeah, I don't know the 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 three women who are on his short list. Well, there's five women, but the three who are most likely mm-hmm. uh, very conservative, um, very conservative on the bench. Um, the one I think he'll go with, I cannot remember her name, but she's a Cuban American from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, very uh, has been personally anti-abortion, yeah. so that will be interesting. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how challenges to Roe, challenge, not like direct challenges to Roe v. Wade. That's obviously settled law, but yeah. as states like Louisiana pass restrict abortion restrictions, in in challenges to those end up on the Supreme yes. Court. Yeah, how she will rule, and it's it we we just we don't we don't know. Yeah. In the fight over the, I mean, I understand, and this is where I'm having, a, this is where I'm personally having a hard time because, as you know, like I'm an, inst, I'm an institute, like I'm an institutionalist. Right. Like I believe in precedent. I believe in 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 make in, in, in institutional stability. That's what makes me a conservative. Right. In nature, is I don't have a problem with the president with president Trump filling the seat while he's still in office. Right. That is his constitutional duty. I understand that Mitch McConnell tried to use some phony ass precedent a couple years ago with Merrick Garland mm-hmm. and Obama's appointee while he was still in office. Mind you, there was still nine months left in the Obama presidency. Yeah. There's a, there's less than 
potentially less than three. If Trump loses, he mm-hmm. steps down in the end of January. There is what three, four months, maybe at most, left in the Trump presidency, right. and only one and like only a little over a month until election time, mm-hmm. where he will then be a lame duck president, putting a member on the Supreme Court. That being said, this the the Constitution does not put a time frame. It's like the president nominates a candidate, the Senate, and the Senate holds hearings and confirms. Right. That is what the Constitution says. There is what McConnell did was abhorrent, but it is not, in my opinion, precedent because he pulled it out of his ass and it was nothing but a political move. He should be punished by his vote, by his constituents for right. that move. Right. And any Republican who backed that and is now showing all the hypocrisy in the world deserves to be punished by their voters. Yeah. In a perfect world, that happens. But unfortunately, we are so polarized and we are so team-oriented when it comes to yes. politics right now that they will not because people view... is Maybe they don't even... I don't even know if people in Kentucky like Mitch McConnell, but they were they are not more than likely not willing to vote him out of office because they are so convinced that the Democrats are socialists and they're coming for your guns and they're so afraid that they don't feel like Democrats are can legitimately hold power. Like, they just... They view Democrats as the enemy. Right. So it maintains people like McConnell staying in power. So... I, my, my, I don't know. My, my point, I guess my, my, my overall point is, is that I don't actually, I don't even, I'm just, I, I lost my, what my original point was, but, um, do you have, do you have any, do you have any thoughts? Like, I just, I don't, I guess I don't have a problem with him with, with president Trump appointing right. another justice. Mm-hmm. Do you, how do you feel about how do you feel about it? I, the hypocrisy is pisses me off. It does me too. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. Mm-hmm. I I can't tell you how pissed it makes me. Because they're just and you say they should be punished by their voters, right? I get that and it it's the way that the system is designed mm-hmm. and works, but because of the team, you know, polarization that we're in right now, they're not going to get voted out and the hypocrisy we're talking about if you don't know and like you mentioned it but Merrick Garland was nominated well that's who the nominee was going to be from President Obama and then the Republicans argued over and over and over and you can what's his name uh Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. videos of him just saying play the tape back you'll see if this happens in 2020 at the end of President Trump's uh Last term, if there's a vacancy to be filled, I will fight for the next president to be the the one who nominates the mm-hmm. justice. And then Lindsey Graham, who is the, uh, the head of the Senate Judiciary Committee, has literally said that he they will vote in favor of whoever Trump's nominee will be. Trump hasn't even named a nominee yet. Yeah. He's just basically saying whoever, whoever Trump puts up, he could literally put up a duck. Yeah. And Lindsey Graham is going to vote for him. Yep. That's scary. You could put up Janine Pirro, <laughs> hypothetically. Yeah. And Lindsey Graham is going to... The, the Republicans are already in lockstep saying they're going to vote for that. Regardless. Nominee. Doesn't matter who he puts up. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. No, that is that is abhorrent. Wow. Yeah, it's just like that. that so they're, they're doing everything in their power to deny president obama to be the one to make the appointee Mm -hmm. and they say that's not how it should work we should let the american people decide how to fill the seat by who wins the election Mm -hmm. 
This is the narrative, and this is what they spout out the entire time in 2016. Mm-hmm. The President Trump, candidate Trump at the time, in a right when Antonin Scalia had passed, I remember Trump, who was on the debate stage that night or the next night, saying, Republicans in the Senate, delay, delay, delay. Yeah. I, the hypocrisy is just the worst. It's so bad. Yeah. But what I do want to flip back to real quick is just RBG. I don't, I don't, this has become so much about filling a seat, mm-hmm. right? And, and there's been a great celebration of her life, you know, her being out there for people to come and, and show their respects publicly. Mm-hmm was awesome like it's just I, I i was so inspired by the you know we 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 have these we have these grand funerals for police officers and for military personnel and you know what i mean mm-hmm. which is which is warranted and, and granted they deserve those things but to me it, it there's something so special as a justice somebody who who There's nothing more patriotic to me than that. Mm -hmm. You're ruling on the document that is the law of the land. You're she literally has made changes for Americans that will just echo through time, hopefully, until our dictator, I guess, takes over and then squashes everything they've every progress we've ever made in any form. But to me, it's just it's just beautiful. Just her work. And you could say this about any justice, mm-hmm. I think. I, I just I, I value and appreciate their job. Mm-hmm. And I think that having that display of like respect and having people allowed to come in and show their respect for her work is is cool. You know, she's kind of become celebritized like mm-hmm. notorious RBG or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just her work alone. You know, and, and what she's done for women is awesome. But like the case I, I mentioned, like people don't don't get that. They don't get it. Mm-hmm. And there are benefits and there. And that was before she was a justice. Yeah. She's And she brought that case, I think, to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's super rad. She's she's done a lot to shape who we are as a country. And I think that's fucking huge. It is. And I think. I remember what my original point was. Okay. Was and is that is so I'm all for precedent, but the I also understand the fear that a hundred when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, hundred and sixty million Americans are now fearful for what that means for their rights. Right. Because women in this country may this to that mean there's a real possibility that they're whatever justice steps onto the steps in and fills that vacancy mm-hmm. will make a decision that limits their rights. Yeah. That's scary. And so I get why it, institutionalism and yeah, yeah. precedent on all this can just go the hell out the window yeah. because play all the dirty politics that you have to, because they are willing to play dirty politics to, to try to limit my rights. Right. I need to, I get why delay, do everything you can to keep Trump from getting this person on the right. Supreme Court because my rights depend on it. Right. So 
not this ours. Is, this is not mine. Yeah. And this is where I'm caught. Like I have privilege enough to be like, yes. well, I can look at this rationally and think that, um, in lot in like I in lot you know my version of logic and yeah and and be like, well, That's you know, st- point, stability, Jake. stability, stability, all this kind of stuff, and then like you know they have the right to do this, and then I'm thinking, well, if I was a woman and all of a sudden, I'm thinking, well. I could lose my, I very well may, this appointment could cost me the rights that I have with choices to do with what I want to do with my body. Not even that, but like reproductive health Mm -hmm. and funding for that. So I, I get, I look at you. It's it's hard. It's hard for me. This is where where I'm struggling right now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I just don't, I just don't know because I don't know. I I I listened. Lisa Murkowski, uh, who's a senator from Alaska, mm-hmm. and um, Susan Collins from Maine, both Republicans, have already come out and said that they would not they would not v- hold a vote. They would they would not uh, they would not vote for a Trump nominee. Wow. That still leaves. They still needed one more. They still need one or two more Republicans right. to to break. Right. In order to keep that from happening. Everybody thought that Romney would be that person. Right. Romney has now said that he would he would consider the nominee mm-hmm. and vote accordingly. Right. He didn't say he's just going to vote blindly right. for this. Now, <laughs> they need just a simple majority to right. pass. They don't have to have a super majority to get this this through. So Romney said he would he's going to vote on the merits, which Romney was not in office when McConnell pulled his shady shit. Yeah. So I can't really hold him to the same. Um, I can't really hold him accountable for what McConnell chose to do. Right. So, but however, and if Romney had just left it at that, I wouldn't have had a problem with him. But then he came out and he said something that I thought was really, that really illuminated mm-hmm. and shed, shed light on the mindset of where the Republican party is at. Even with somebody who was as principled and I guess just the, I guess the allure that the Supreme court has in just shaping how people the just the zero sum game that is politics in this country is that Rami said the left or the Democrats have convinced themselves that a liberal court is basically a mandate. Mm-hmm. Like it's like this, the court's always going to be liberal. Okay. He said that they need to get over that a li- that having a liberal court is guaranteed, mm-hmm. and that a nation that is historically and currently a center right nation, it's about time that that nation has a court that rep- that is reflective of the political mm-hmm. ideology of the of the aggregate of of its society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Supreme Court is not meant to be a political scoreboard right right. we need to have this many justices who fit this kind of ideology because this is some sort of somehow indicative of of the aggregate Mm -hmm. political ideology of the united states that's not what the supreme court is supposed to be the supreme court is supposed to be completely insulated from politics it does not matter if you're conservative you're very liberal that kind of that kind of bickering and in thought process in terms of how the supreme court's vacancy should be filled as whether they're a conservative or a liberal should be not even in the mindset of someone being put on that court. Right. They should be being put on that court based on their merits to mm-hmm. do their job. 
So I thought Romney was just so far off basis, and it's a lo- and it sheds light on even somebody who is as I believe that Mitt Romney is a principled conservative. He voted to impeach the president when no other Republican would, mm-hmm. based on his interpretation of the Constitution and his moral compass. Right. But you can see how even the allure of power to the Supreme Court and setting up yeah. the court to favor you and your ideo- and your own personal ideology for however long. Dude, even that is enough to get somebody like as principled as Mitt Romney is to start considering politics. Yeah. Which I just, I thought that I, when he said that, I was like, oh, dude, I hate that. Like, I hate, I hated that he said that. And he, he honestly, he he lost some, he lost some of my respect. Not that that matters to him at all, but he did lose (laughs) some of my respect. Yeah. So. Anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Time to go to work. Time to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. More fun. Um, thanks, you know, guys for listening. Um, I enjoy this and, uh, you know, it, it, I, I've said this a million times. It always feels like it's just me, you talking through things and we're talking about personal stuff, but I know that there's a lot of you guys out there who can relate and listen, uh, or sorry, that listen and can relate, um, to, you know, what we're going through or maybe, you know, even what we're discussing and, um, you know, like Jake mentioned earlier, we're just two dudes and that's kind of the only representation we have on this show is just mm-hmm. two dudes. Uh, so if you guys are interested and never want to come on and chat and, and I don't know, change it up a little bit, let us know. Um, but until next week, we hope you've enjoyed 104. It is 104. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.